us uh, for this series is John chapter 10, uh, verse 3 through 5, and it says this, the shepherd walks right up to the gate. The gatekeeper opens the gate to him, and the sheep recognize his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he gets them all out, he leads them, and they follow because they are familiar with his voice. And so we are on a series entitled, Can You Hear Me Now? Can you hear me now? And uh, we're wanting to be able to recognize God's voice when he speaks. Amen, somebody. Amen. Cheers. And so um, the other, a little bit ago, a couple months ago, I received a phone call from an anonymous number. Um, and so your boy doesn't pick up when I don't have a name that pops up, right? Like, is that just me or do you guys do that too? Yeah, like if it just numbers come up, I'm not picking up. And so uh, this number called me. Um, I didn't, like, I didn't have the contact. So I just, it went straight to voicemail. And uh, once I got notification that they left a voicemail, I went to, to listen to the voicemail. And it was uh, someone from an organization or a company that uh, was letting me know. Listen how thoughtful they are. They, they were letting me know that my warranty was about to expire. Why y'all laughing? They call you too? I don't feel special anymore. But so, so like, they called and they're like, they said, they said something along the lines of, hey, we realize that your, um, that your warranty is about to expire, and we just want to let you know, we want to let you know that, and we want to let you know that, that uh, this is our last, that we're, we're just going to let you know. So if you want to, um, to get new automotive insurance, then, you know, we're here for you. And I remember just, like, listening to that and thinking, man, that's so thoughtful of them. Right? Like, if you just take out their motives of trying to hustle, uh, like, it's just so kind. They're like, they're like, hey, this is your last opportunity. Like, we really care about you, Mr. Pita. Um, this is your last chance. Right? Like, I'm like, man, that's so sweet of you. Fast forward a couple months, uh, that same number comes up, but I didn't save the number. It pops up, and I'm like, I don't know this number. Uh, they leave another voicemail. Said something along the lines of, uh, Mr. Pita, we're just letting you know that your uh, your car warranty is uh, is about to expire, and this is your last opportunity uh, to 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 um, reinstate or, or get new whatever it is. And and so I'm listening to it, and I'm like, odd, because I thought that last time was the last time <laughs> that they called me, right? And like, man, they just they really care about me, and I just I feel so happy. And, and so, like, they did this again, right? And then by the third time, in the third voicemail that I got, I was like, man, this is, like, bizarre. So I Google it, right? And I'm like, I, I, I type in the phone number that keeps calling me. And then uh, a whole list of, 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 like, and everything comes up for that phone number. And uh, people were like, this is, this, is a, this is spam calling. It's a hoax. It's, it's a hustle. And I was like, What? Like, I was literally shocked at first. Like, I know, I know, don't worry. <laughs> and I was like, this is, this is incredible. Like, and people are like, yeah, 
um, like someone's like I know someone that that gave to or like paid for this and they just took their money and I was like oh my goodness and so um, so I have an Apple like an iPhone right and so I don't know how it works for like the droid users in here hey by the way we love you we're glad you're here um, <laughs> and so you're still welcome in this place um, but but like once I found that out there's a little thing on on the iPhone where you can block the caller and so now when that number calls me, it says potential spam. Scam likely, that's it. Scam likely. And I'm like, oh, it saved me. And then I begin thinking about like how many people actually fell for this person. Like they didn't have like a spam call. They didn't Google it. They just picked up and they're like, oh, you care so much. Okay, here's my credit card number, right? Like how many people just... <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> like, how many people like fell for this because it sounded so good? And then, and then I begin thinking about like how that's very similar to you and I, if you think about it, when it comes to us hearing God. Like, I wonder how many of us sitting here today, uh, because you thought something sounded so good, you were like, "Man, this must be." Now, I, I do understand that in Scripture it says every good and perfect gift comes from above, right? And so I understand that God gives good things. But, but what I'm saying is uh, some of you, you're like, it sounded good. Yeah. Not is good. It sounded good. Okay? And so what I want us to do today is I, I want us to, man, I want us to set up like spam filters. You know what I'm saying? Like I want to put a spam filter we know when is God talking, we're like, hey, this is God speaking. And so uh, before, we, before I give you like the, the four, I got four spam filters, I, I want to first identify, um, uh, I want to identify three different callers that you and I might get sometimes, okay? And then, and then we'll jump into the spam filter. So, so the very first caller that we get is God. Right, like that's the first, that is the caller that we are all wanting to like, I picked up, right? Like I answered. We actually talked about that last week. We identified um, four ways, three ways, four, I think it was four, uh, ways that God talks to right? And so, so like God is like the first caller. This is a caller that we all want to pick up for. We all want to answer to. Like we all, like this is the one that we all want to to receive, okay? Uh, so that's the first caller. The second caller uh, is this, is desires. Okay, like this one gets us into trouble, if we're honest, right? Like sometimes it's very easy uh, to, to use our desires as a way of saying, of confirming be God. No? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and, and, and so like, so, so, and, and, and so desires are sometimes calling us, and we're like, man, because it's a desire, this must be, this must be God. And we sometimes, like some of us, like we've even used scripture to back it up. We've been like, God gives me the desires of my heart. Mm, and he is so fine, right? Like, God gives me the desires of my heart, and she's hot, right? Like, like, and, and so, like, we use, like, we use scripture to, like, back it up. But if you look at that scripture in Psalms 37, uh, the, the author is like, hey, when you delight yourself in the Lord, 
then he gives you the desires of your heart. And contextually, what, like, what the author is saying is like, when you delight yourself in God, when you like rest in God, like all of a sudden, his desires become your desires. And all of a sudden, like, what I'm desiring is not just because I'm desiring it, but it's because it's I'm so close to God. Like, it's, it's like, it's like transferring to me. And he begins to put desires in my heart. And so that's what scripture is talking about. But some of us, like, we're like, hey, man, desire. Woo, it's God. Praise God. I love it. Thank you, God, for calling, right? And so, so we're talking about callers, people that are calling us. The first one is God. That's the one that we want to be like. Pick up real quick. Desires, that is the one where it's like we don't want to pick up, but a lot of us were like, hello. Um, and then here's the third one. Here's the third one. The third one is this. It's agenda. Agenda. Now, now this one, like when, when this one calls, when agenda calls, it's typically, not all the time, but it, 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 it's, it's typically when someone hears from God for you. Okay? And, and, and so, like, I've seen this a lot in Bible college. And, like, in Bible college, it's crazy. Like, the guys would go up to the girls, and they would say, hey, God told me that you're going to be my wife. And they're like, some of them are like, oh, praise God, right? Like, but, but other of them were like, I didn't hear that. It's weird. Like agenda. Like we use agenda to like, hey, this is God calling agenda. Um, some other crazy examples that I saw at school um, was a lot of people, they, they would go up, it's like they were dating someone, and they used God as their agenda to break up. And, and they, would, they would say, hey, babe, like, you know how much I care about you, and I love you, but God is calling me to a season of, of, of solitude and singleness. <laughs> Yeah, Bible college, y'all. Send your kids. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, they'll learn so much stuff. <laughs> and and so so here so here they are, right? Like they they they're like, hey, God, God's God's calling me to to this like life of like being single. And then like they're like, okay, whatever, can't argue with God. And then they go and they, like, date someone else, like, right, instantly, right? Like, it's agenda, right? Hey, as a pastor, I hear this a lot. When it comes to people, like, they're like, hey, pastor, this might be too real. Are y'all okay with this? So, like, they're like, hey, pastor, I just, I feel like God is calling me to a different church. I just feel God is, like, pulling me away I'm like oh oh okay and, and I'm like like why why wasn't God calling you when things were good <laughs> like they're like why is God calling you now that we said no you can't have a crazy nudist small group right like I don't know I don't know I don't know what it <laughs> I don't know I don't know <laughs> That's never happened, by the way, okay? And it never will happen, but like, like people, they just use God, like, to further, like, their agenda. Like, we see cults built this way. We see some churches built this way. Let's be real. Like, agenda. 
By the way, hey, if you ever want to leave this church, <laughs> I just want to say this. I want to say this. I just, like, I just, just say, like, you want to leave. <laughs> Could we be real with each other? Like, don't use God as your scapegoat. Like, I'm not going to be angry. I'm not going to beg you. Like, then that's a soapbox. So, so we're talking about God. People are like, how, like, who calls us, right? So we got God, right? That's the one that we really want to, like, pick up for. We have desires. That's the one that we're like, I think this is a good thing to pick up for. And then we have agenda, the one that we kind of use for our benefit. And it's always, it's typically always rooted in manipulation. It really is. And so, so like we have these three callers calling us, like we want to pick up for God, like that is the goal. But sometimes like desires and agenda can sometimes sound like God. Desires specifically can sometimes sound like God. And so, so I want us to look at how do we, how do, how, like what are the best ways that we can like decipher who is calling? And so I got four spam filters that I want to give you. Now, listen, they're not all inclusive, okay? And at the end of this, I don't want you to feel the way that I did when I finished 40 Days of Purpose, right? Like, I read that book. I was like, it's going to tell me my purpose at the end of the chapters. And I was like, I don't, I don't, you didn't tell me, right? So, like, I, like, I don't want you to be mad at your boy. Like, when we're done, I give you all four, four spam filters, and you're like, this didn't answer anything. So uh, I just, these are just a four Four uh, spam filters that I think are just are healthy. That when you when God speaks to you, whether it's through through someone or whether it's like a feeling in your heart or like a thought, like you can you can decipher, you can put it through these spam filters. Okay. So the first one is this: surprise, surprise, the Bible. Yeah, that's a good one. Now, I know, I know. This is not like the, again, just like last week. You guys are like, hey, let's move on to the next one. But this one is actually very important. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse uh, 16 and 17, it says this. Every part of Scripture is God-breathed and useful one way or another, showing us truth, exposing our thoughts. Excuse me. Showing us truth, exposing our rebellion, correcting our mistakes, training us to live God's way. Through the Word, we are put together and shaped up for the tasks God has for us. And so here is the author. He's, he's setting the stage for how the Bible works as a spam filter. Okay? Uh, the, the, the scripture, it shows us truth. It exposes rebellion, helps correct our mistakes, and it trains us to live God's way. So everything that, that we feel like God is telling us, we can actually cross-reference with scripture. So some of y'all, you, like, you don't really even need to pray like about it, you just got to read the scripture and you're like, oh, there it is. There, there it is. And so uh, this is actually what Jesus did in his temptation in the wilderness, when he was tempted in the wilderness. Like he, the, uh, the enemy, Satan came and was like, hey, Jesus, I know you're hungry. Turn this stone into bread. And Jesus is like, like he wanted it, but he knew scripture. He said, man cannot live on bread alone. He's like, I can't do it. Then, then the enemy took him to the highest point of the temple, and he's like, hey, Jesus, like, if you jump off, surely the angels will come and save you. That one doesn't sound too good. But, like, <laughs> but, but Jesus was like, hey, don't put, 
your Lord God to a test. And then, and then uh, Satan took him to the highest mountaintop, and he was like, hey, this can all be yours if you bow down. And uh, Jesus was like, I mean, who doesn't want everything, right? Like, we want everything. And, and the way that the enemy did it, he did, he's like wrapping it up so it sounds pretty, and it sounds amazing. But Jesus, he cross-referenced it with Scripture. He's like, hey, I, like, you, we only bow to, to God. Like, money only bows to God. And so, like, we can use Scripture, like, to, if we feel something like God is telling us something, we can go in Scripture, and we can look. Well, John, I don't know Scripture. Hey, check this out. This is this is a thing called Google, okay? And you can say, like, what did God say about this? And then it actually gives you, like, the Bible reference, and then you can read uh, five verses before and then five verses after, get a little context, and then... Um, yeah, it's just amazing. Guys, like, it's amazing. Our first spam blocker is the Bible, okay? The second one is this, is God's character. God's character. So if, in fact, God is speaking to you, God won't say something that contradicts his character. Right? So here, there's a lot of characteristics of God. Here's just a couple that, that I, that I want to just talk about real quick. Uh, first characteristic of God is uh, forgiving. He's forgiving. So God will never be like, he, he'll never be like, hey, that guy really offended you. He doesn't deserve your forgiveness. Like, well, but God's character is forgiving. Right? So like now, now I'm able to be like, oh, well, if, if God speaks through his character, then now I know, like, if, if I feel like God is telling me to hold a grudge, that's not God. Amen. You know, like his character. Uh, God is loving. Right? So, so like, if, 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 like, I'm, like, a lot of, like, uh, Christian, like, they use religion as, like, a way to, like, to hate people. Like, well, like, God is loving. And, like, God's not going to tell me to hate someone. Like, I don't have to agree with them. Hello. Right. Yeah. See, because some of y'all got real, like, clenched. Like, wait, John, wait. <laughs> like, you can love without agreeing. Yeah. You can love without understanding. Yeah. And so, like, God's character. Y'all got quiet on me. So either I'm hitting it on the head or you're like, I'm losing you. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, uh, let's see. Character. We're talking about characters of God. Um, so he's forgiving. He's He's merciful. He's merciful. Like, he shows us mercy all the time. So God continues to show us mercy. And so if that's God's character, like, he'll never tell us to, like, again, hold a grudge. He'll never be like, never, ever forget that person that hurts you. Like, that's not God. Okay, uh, another one, another character, this is the last one I have, is uh, God's character, he's holy, right? So that means that he won't tell you something that will defile you. He won't, he won't tell you something that, like, that would, would defile your body as, as a temple, right? Scripture says that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so, uh, so those, are just, uh, those are just a few of the characteristics of God. So, so we're talking about spam filters. Like, how do we filter out, like, if, in fact, this is God speaking to me? And so the first one is, like, through God, right? Or through the Bible, excuse me. 
Second one is God's character. And now the third one that I'm about to share with you guys, this one is important because for some of us, like, uh, we may not understand what the Bible is saying or, like, we may not really understand God's character. And so then we, like, just, we, you know, like, try to make it fit with us. This is the third one. Uh, this is an important one, and it's this, godly counsel. Godly counsel. So we, we actually saw this example last week uh, in our story with Samuel and Eli. Remember that? Like, like Eli's, or excuse me, yeah, Eli's like being, or no, Samuel's being woken up, and, and Eli is like, took him three times, but he was like, hey, that's probably God talking to you. Like, go ask God, like, or tell God, like, you're listening. Here I am. Your servant's listening. And so, um, so notice in this, like, Eli, he didn't try to interpret what God was saying. Okay? He didn't try to interpret what God was saying. And he didn't try to make the decision for Samuel. I think this is important because when we look to godly counsel, I think sometimes we just, we get a little confused and we're like, hey, answer this for me. Is this God? What does this mean? And, and, and like, what, what I think is, is so vital is that, like, like, Eli, he just helped posture Samuel to be able to respond or to be able to hear and to process what God was trying to say to him. Like godly counsel, at least in, at least in my, my way of, 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 of filtering this, is, is to, help you to, uh, to help you decide whether or not this is truly God speaking, not really interpret it for you. Right? Like, let, let me, because I don't know if I said that right. So godly counsel helps to make sure desires or agenda doesn't override interpretation. So godly counsel helps to make sure desires or agenda doesn't override interpretation. So I need the right people in this position, right? Like I need the right people. If I feel like God is saying something to me, speaking something to me, I need the right people, the right godly people in my life to bring this to and be like, hey, I feel like God is telling me this. What do you, like, like, what, like, do you think this is God? Like, what do you think? Like, I, like, and then this godly person can help you navigate through scripture, can help you um, conform or deny, hey, if this is the character of God. And uh, I, I would say this too, like with godly counsel, you got to have the right people in that place. The right people in that place. I say this a lot uh, to my leadership team is that like you, every single person in order to grow, in order to have a healthy, uh, growing, thriving uh, Christian faith, everybody should have three uh, relationships in their life, okay? Everybody should have someone that pours into them, okay? So that's like a mentor, a pastor, someone like, someone who is like, who who like you're allowing to speak into your life, someone who you're allowing to like encourage, but also like point out like when you're off track, right? So everybody should have someone that pours into their life. Everybody should have people that they pour together with, right? So like your friends, uh, your small group, uh, like people that you love doing life with. And then everybody should have someone that they pour into, okay? And so like, when you understand those three relationships that every person should have, uh, you can begin to navigate who I talk to about certain things. 
right? And so this idea of godly counsel, here's why I bring that up, is because you don't, like, for godly counsel, you, you don't necessarily want the people that you're pouring together with. You definitely don't want the person that you're pouring into <laughs> to, like, to, to, to help. Like, you want people that, that you've allowed in your life to speak into your life, to, to give you godly advice, to, to help you navigate whether or not that is God's voice. Is this making sense? Awesome. Uh, and then, so we're looking at spam filters. First one, the Bible. Second one, godly characters. Third one, uh, godly counsel. And then the fourth one, and I love this one so much. And the keys can come up because we're done. Um, the, the fourth one is this, closed doors. Closed doors. Simple, right? Closed doors. I love this verse, Isaiah twenty-two, twenty-two. I will give him the key to the house of David, the highest position in the royal court. When he opens doors, no one will be able to close them. When he closes doors, no one will be able to open them. So, so God, he's speaking to his prophet Isaiah in regards to this guy named Eliakim. And he's about to, he's about to position Eliakim to the highest level in, in the palace. And, and God is like, hey, I'm giving Eliakim the key that he can open up doors that no man can shut, shut doors that no man can open. As I was studying this, uh, commentary was saying that this is a foreshadowing of the authority that, G that God has given Jesus and the authority that because if you are part of Jesus, if you've made a decision to follow Jesus, if you're the, a child of God, like we too, we have this authority. And so God is opening up doors that no man can shut and shutting doors that no man can open. And so this tells me that if God is truly speaking, I just got to be obedient and I just got to keep walking while the doors are open. I got to be obedient, keep walking forward through the doors that are opening as long as as it doesn't contradict scripture or God's character or your, the, the, the godly counsel um, isn't like, hey, just there's a couple warning flags, right? So, so if this in fact is true and what I feel like God is telling me, if it doesn't contradict scripture, it doesn't contradict his character, then I, I can start walking it out. Because if it is God, the doors will open. If it's not God, guess what? It'll shine. Open. I got to just, like, I just got to keep being obedient. And, and, and when it's open, I got to step through it. And I think perhaps the greatest tragedy when it comes to hearing God's voice is, the, the greatest tragedy is, um, when I have no idea if it's God or not, I stay put. I think a lot of us, we spend so much time, like when God speaks to us, and we're like, man, that's, that aligns with scripture. It doesn't go against his character. I bring it to like my mentor or my pastor, or someone I, like that's pouring into me, and like they're like, yeah, I don't see any red flags. Like, we go through all these three phases, and then we're still like, I don't know if I should do it. And, like, we just, we're paralyzed. Like, we just stay put. 
And I think that's the greatest tragedy is the fact that, that God is wanting to do something in our lives, in your life, in my life. But we're, we're, because we're just spending so much time like, I don't know if this is God. I don't know if this is God. I don't know if this is God. Like, we're spending all our time there. When God's like, hey, man, just be obedient. Step, keep walking. If it'll shut. What's so, like, if, if in fact, if in fact, it doesn't go against Scripture, if in fact, it doesn't go against godly character, God's character, and I walk, and it ends up maybe missing it a little bit, like, what's the worst that can happen? See, God, God wants to, he wants to, he wants you to hear him. He wants you to respond. Because he wants to do something through you. See, when you look in scripture, every person that God spoke to, it wasn't just for that person, but it was supposed to be for someone else as well. And I'm afraid that some of us, like we're sitting on something that God is giving us, telling us, speaking to us about, and we're sitting on it. And there's someone, whether it's here or outside of these four walls, that is just waiting for you to respond. Waiting for you to hear and to be obedient to what God's telling you. And so this morning, what I, I just want to pray for you, for me, that we would just be more mindful of that. Here, here, here's kind of like the hesitancy of a, of, a, of a series about hearing God's voice, right? Is, is like, I don't want a whole bunch of us going out like <laughs> creating cults, right? <laughs> like just, <laughs> right? And so like, I, just, I want us to be mindful, to filter right like to filter to know and to understand like how God speaks how he confirms things how he works and so so last week we looked at how how God talks to us this week setting up some spam filters and the next week as we conclude it we're going to be looking at how do I grow in my ability to hear God's voice because I think that has a lot to do uh, with with being sensitive and understanding if in fact that is God talking 